five, four, three, two, one. The players are here, the fans are here, and so are we, so let's do it. It's ABL Shootaround with Chuck Schreiner and Scott McKinnon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shoot Around, and we are talking here again, the NBA Finals, part two of this podcast. Uh, me and Chuck Schreiner, Shoot Around original, Scott McKinnon and Chuck Schreiner have decided to take a step back today, and we are going to allow our NBA consultants, our famous NBA consultants, super fan, Toronto Raptors super fan, Owen Laborde out of Invermere, BC, and uh, Kawhi Hater, Spurs fan, now moved on to the Warriors fan, United States of America, Patriot Shane Fitz here um, and they're going to wrap back and forth about why the Toronto Raptors are going to win and why the Golden State Warriors are, are going to win. The cool thing about this is uh, this year the boys Shane and Owen uh, coached the Singapore American School to an IASIS championship. The IASIS championship is essentially uh, six different schools within the region of Southeast Asia as well as Northern Asia uh, and they coached them to a championship. So this is Two championship coaches now disagreeing with each other on what teams are going to win the championship. So let's get them started here. Owen Laborde and uh, Shane Fitz. Thanks for having us, Scotty. Appreciate uh, you having us over. Absolutely. Excited to be here and uh, always love talking basketball. So, Coach Fitz, 1-1, here we go. Thoughts on the first couple games? Yeah, absolutely. Um, game one... Very exciting. The uh, I guess we're calling it the spicy P game. Yeah. Uh, Pascal Siakam coming through. And, uh, you know, even though I am going for the Warriors here, it, you got to say it's always nice to see Pascal get going. That was huge. I mean, he was, what, 14 for 17 from the, from the field? Unreal. In his first NBA Finals game. The kid from Cameroon. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was really good. So in, uh, what do you think the Raptors did in game one that you really, you know, other than Pascal going off, what do you think really helped them uh, have a lot of success in that game? It's a simple game. Shane, you only get points if the ball goes through the top of the basket. <laughs> and uh, the Raptors were doing that in game one and were not in game two. Uh, I think there was a headline today like, Raptors just need to make open shots. <laughs> and they were doing that in game one. And, and game two, they just weren't. We all saw what happened at the start of the third quarter in game two. And uh, the Raptors were just missing shots. Yeah, it's a, that's a really good point. Do you, uh, would you like to formally invite Marcus Saul to Game 3 and see if he would, you know, would he like to shoot the basketball in Game 3? So as a slow, lumbering, tall, <laughs> white guy that runs around on a three-pointer, I kind of feel for um, Marcus Saul a little bit. But uh, another big difference, right? He had 20 points in the first game, uh, and he took more shots than he had points in the second game. Uh, they seem to be closing out on him a little bit more, but uh, he doesn't have a lot more than, than that three-pointer that's kind of wide open and pretty much only from the top of the key. So uh, he's definitely going to need to step up in, uh, in Oracle for games three and four. Yeah, yeah you're right. And, and I also think that uh, – I, I think he will. He, uh, uh, he is still a veteran, and I think he appreciates the big moment, you know, having those overseas games, playing for Spain, uh, watching his brother, you know, being in finals – uh, and so he'll definitely, I think, play better, but I, he's got to step up, right? He's got to be much more aggressive. Uh, what do you think about Kyle Lowry? How do you think he's been playing game one and two? 
Uh, 20 total points. A um, lot of kind of standing around watching, but he's the first guy that tells you he kind of likes playing on the road a bit better. Um, just some poor decisions defensively in that game. He, he obviously takes charges and, uh, and draws offensive fouls a lot, but he fouled out. His sixth foul was, you know, 90 feet from his own basket and just, just a killer time to make a, make a bit of a bonehead move. So, uh, my, my dark horse pick of MVP is not looking great at the moment. Lowry is a long, <laughs> long shot now to play. Very dark. Uh, to, get, to get MVP. But, um, yeah, he's going to need to play better. And, and, I mean, Freddie Van Fleet is, is deserving of minutes too. So yeah. uh, Lowry definitely needs to step up. Yeah, good point. Uh, Freddie uh, has been playing super well, been shooting out of this world, can maybe come down to earth a little bit. Uh, got that, what do we call that, that baby bump. Baby uh, bump. Yeah, for uh, for shooting super well. Um, he's playing on uh, – he's guarding Curry a lot too. I wrote this down today. 71 possessions he's guarded Steph Curry in the first couple games, and Curry has 13 points. So uh, That's really interesting. Freddie. So uh, a good shout-out to both you and Freddie because during, during our basketball season, that was a point you, you made. Like we were watching – uh, some some practice clips of Fred uh, Van Fleet doing closeout drills, and he was getting really into it and his intensity on just the everyday sort of drill. And he absolutely is. He's great at giving that pressure. And I, I think the Raptors are going to have to lean into that. I think they're going to need way more minutes from him. Absolutely. So thinking about your Warriors, I mean, game two, holy cow. It was there for the taken. Tell me about Boogie. Oh, boogie. So that's the boogie game, right? So the we got Spicy game. P. I can't we got believe the we have game. an NBA Finals where we're calling out the boogie game. <laughs> uh, his resurgence, right? Uh, resurgence. It, it, he, uh, he did not look good. I'll say game one, he looked terrible. Um, pretty much everyone watching the game, anyone on, uh, on, online, on TV was saying, why is he in the game? He looks terrible. Like, we appreciate that he wants to be back, but he's not looking good, right? And even the start of game two, still looking terrible. Uh, but what he, I think what happened is he saw the ball go in. Like you started out saying, like once you see that ball go in, your mindset changes. You, you pick up the speed of the game. You start noticing the pace of play, especially the NBA Finals. And I think that's what happened. He saw a three go in. I didn't even think it was a good shot. I thought it was a terrible shot. But uh, he got going, right? And he started uh, doing a few things. Um, did you notice anything else from, from, uh, from Boogie uh, through that game as the game progressed? I think it's just something that the Raptors are worried about because now they have a big that can create his own shot, right? So uh, Looney's out. We know somehow he's like likely to play. He's got a broken collarbone, but he's listed as like day to day. That guy's not playing again. Not not at but, all. But uh, you know, Boogie's just not going to sit on the weak side and wait for wait for lobs from Draymond. Boogie can make his create his own shot, and I don't think the Raptors have planned for that much or or know what to do with that. Uh, and having a big man that can create your own shot definitely poses a, poses a new challenge that uh, teams facing the Warriors haven't haven't faced this year. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do think that, uh, especially if the Raptors um, try to go to some more of those, you know, junky defenses, right, where they're, they're like, it's only Steph on the court. Let's say Clay's not back. Let's say uh, Durant's obviously not back. Looney's out. Uh, and so you're looking at who's going to be shooting the ball. Uh, can you really just uh, face guard Steph, the, you know, full court and let the other guys try to beat you? Yeah. Coming in strong with the box and one. Box and one. I remember suggesting that to you as uh, I asked this assistant, and I think you did use the word gimmicky. Uh, but you know what? If it gets the Warriors to prepare for it even slightly and the Raptors come out and never show it, then, then, it's, then it's a slight win. Yeah. So, uh, so Steph, he's, he's 
he's, he's shooting well, playing well. He might be missing his uh, partner in crime. What do mm-hmm. you think about Steph's first couple games? Uh, I think Steph is fine. Well, I think, I think he got uh, a few broken plays in game one where, uh, you know, he sort of the ball bounces back out to him where they get, a, you know, they get an offensive rebound and he's nailing that three. Um, I don't think he did that. I don't think that happened as often in game two, but you still saw him hit some really difficult shots. And if you look at that, you know, he hadn't scored for, I don't know, seven, eight minutes. And then somewhere in the second quarter, he starts going off, right? And he does, he, he's lightning, right? So he, suddenly he gets hot. And that's, watching game two is really where you think the Raptors are going to blow this game open, right? Like everyone watching the game, we were chatting, we're like, wow, they should be, they're only up 10, they're only up nine. They should be up 15, they should be up 20. They should blow this game out. And it's really, you know, Clay kept the minute, right? So Clay keeps the minute, he's hot, he's hitting super difficult Clay kind of shots in the first quarter and a little bit second, and then it's like, wait, it's a close game by halftime. Um, so I think Steph's been playing great. I really do. And I think, um, I think he's going to continue to do that. I think he's rising to the challenge, and I think um, you know, he's, uh, he's doing a great job leading everyone else, keeping everyone pumped up, and it's just keeping that Warriors vibe alive, and I think Steph does that better than anyone else. That last few minutes of game two, until the last minute, that was an ugly few minutes of basketball. Rock fight, like there was yeah. no scoring for minutes and minutes. Raptors went into that box and won. Uh, Curry kind of <laughs> couldn't get open. And then Danny Green hits that three. They come back down. Spurs, Curry, well, Spurs player. I think the NBA went back and said he officially traveled on that play. Mm. Kawhi should have picked that pass off to Livingston. Uh, and Iguodala drills it and and the warriors escape uh it was it was a crazy ending but but it was a, like you said it was a rock fight for four or five minutes there mm-hmm. neither team could score there was open shots on both sides siakam had a corner three it was we were jumping up getting ready for it and just rimmed out all the time so the raptors were close in that game absolutely i mean they uh the other side of that story like you're touching on is that it does seem like uh the raptors could be up 2-0 right now Right. And that would be massive. It'd be so huge for them. And and I think they're right there. Uh, you know, I was thinking back to uh, the previous round, uh, game two, Bucks and Raptors. It's in Milwaukee. And uh, some of the role players like Ersan, Ilisova are getting hot. Miritich is getting hot and they're hitting threes and they're feeling good and they blow the game open. Right. And they win by 20. And and everyone's like, wow, what's going to happen? It looks like the Bucks are going to sweep. They're going to see the Warriors in the finals. What, is, what are the Warriors going to do with Giannis, right? And, you know, I remember you and I having a good chat about game two, and those role players are not going to be able to sustain that, right? And as you saw, they, they walled off Giannis, and then they, they realized, you know, they sort of played the numbers as those guys are not going to get hot again. And they absolutely didn't, right? Um, there were a lot of good shots for Toronto's sake that, that Golden State took. I mean, mm-hmm. play the percentages. That Iguodala shot at the end was great. We'd take that every time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Would he have eight points in the whole game? I think he's like, I heard he locked himself into the Hall of Fame after making that shot. A lot of Hall of Fame buzz. Hits one three-pointer. Uh, amazing. Finals MVP. Finals MVP. <laughs> But um, well, yeah. I think I think you're right though. I think you let him shoot that every time. Maybe maybe you stunt at him defensively. Maybe you you, you rotate and make him think longer. I mean, I was yelling at the TV. I, I was like, he should hold on to that ball, right? You hold on to it to the last second and just uh, toss it up as high as you can in the air and and uh, you know hope it hits rim. And then what are they going to do, right? And you know, I was questioning Nick Nurse. We all love the uh, the new Canadian national team coach. Reports. <laughs> 
But uh, I, I do think that, you know, you know, you and I always talking about this. Should we foul? Should we not foul towards the end of the game? What do you do? Do you try to trap? And I think Kawhi, nine times out of ten, is going to get that. He's going to get that steal, right? So close. But before that, don't you want to lengthen the game? Don't you want to stretch it out? Don't you want to foul and, and uh, play the free throw game, right? And I think as long as you're not fouling Steph, you might win that free throw game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough, tough, tough loss. Nobody's saying the Warriors should be up 2-0 right now, though, right? Nobody's like, oh, the Warriors should be up 2-0. So mm. I do think the Raps have been the better team so far. Hey, we haven't talked about Kawhi much. You want to go there? You okay with that? Uh, yeah, number two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like at times I'm like, is he all right out there? And then he grabs crazy rebounds that you're like, how did you even get in there for that? He's got 22 rebounds in the series, so many offensive rebounds. But he was like a half a step slow on that steal that he should have had mm. on Livingston mm-hmm. at the end of the game. And he would have had a breakaway. And I mean, not to say that that's a result of a physical injury. He's been playing 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. But how's he been looking to you, Coach Fitz? Uh, you know, this is not about, I'll just go ahead and say this in advance. It's not a backwards compliment, but, uh, he did pursue the ball. He said, and get something like three offensive rebounds in a row, that one possession. And he keeps kicking it out to guys. And, uh, and then everyone kept missing, kept missing, kept missing. And I know that can be, uh, it's the right thing to do. And it's the right shot. And some of those are your favorite shots, right? The offensive rebound kick out. But, um, yeah, in terms of uh, is he playing well, I, I love when he goes get the rebound. Like, that's, that's awesome. He should have had the steal, and I'm sure he's beating himself up, up over that. But um, we, he's not healthy, right? We're not kidding ourselves. There's no way he's healthy. I mean, I even heard, um, you know, is it his quad? I heard someone say they accidentally slipped to a reporter that, oh, he's doing this and his knee's also bad. And then they're like, oh, wait, we're not supposed to say that. Right, so you can't publish that, but that's out there, right? There's no way he's healthy. He's also real estate shopping, I've heard, or buying. <laughs> yeah, Michael buy. Landsberg, off the record, reported, TSN superstar. You have no idea who Michael Landsberg is, do None you? whatsoever. It's off the record. So he's TSN, shopping for yeah. condos in uh, the, the greater well, Toronto there's, area. There's rumors out there, you know, short-term contract. Who knows? Who knows? But um, focus on now. Um, Golden State's amazing to watch as an offensive team. The movement, Draymond Green... He's the guy you love to hate. And I was trying to think about this. Like, I hated Kobe. Uh, and I hated Shaq. And I really didn't like Jordan. But, mm-hmm. like, Draymond Green, <laughs> you just got to love hating him. Like, he talks and talks and talks. But some of his defensive stuff, he's, he's you know, close to a triple-double every game. He's been unbelievable in terms of just overall basketball skills. Mm, uh, you you're right about that. He he's he's pure entertainment, right? One thing I love about the NBA, we love about the NBA, is it's uh, it's an ongoing story, on and off the court. What's happening? We're talking about what the future trades are, and Draymond's perfect for that, right? Uh, he feeds into it, uh, and and he enjoys that conversation. He enjoys taunting people and and talking, you know, getting the talk going. But the one thing he does do is play defense, right? There's he he rotates. He knows what he's doing. He knows how he's rotating. Uh, he knows whether or not he's gonna. Uh, stun at a guy, play for the lob. He knows uh, if they're better going right or left, what their tendencies are. That's high level, right? And he's really into that. His his scouting is is premium. And that's why, you know, other than Steph Curry, I think that, you know, if you're down to if you're down to Steph and Draymond, I still think you have a chance to win. Now, are they going to win with only two, those two guys and, and, a, and a series of uh, role players? I don't know, but I think they can. And that's really impressive. That says a lot about Draymond. 
You struggle with the box and one though. Gotta love the box and one for him. <laughs> Still gets coming even, back to it. Yeah, gets even right. gets even Draymond Green a little bit out of out of. Yeah, play. there's gonna be a lot of uh, uh, shot fakes and drives and handoffs. Uh, uh, we'll see what they what they do for that. But yeah, uh, yeah I I uh, you know something else Draymond said the other day is um, uh, someone they're gonna have to rely on. Like if the, if they come back with some of those defenses, right? And you, they're gonna have to come with Quinn Cook. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, so, all right. Scotty so Mack is standing up. He's uh, heading back. He's left the room. Uh, Quinn Cook is the kind of guy that, like, all these dynasties find, right? He mm. hits three threes in the second and third quarter of game two on the road. I, you know, is he, do you think he's the next uh, Freddie Van Fleet? N- no. He's going to get paid <laughs> because he did well in the finals, but... He's just, but all these dynasties find him, right? It's I think Big Draymond, Shot Bob, it's uh, Andre yeah. Gudala, it's I don't know, man. These guys, these these dynasties, these championship teams find guys like this who aren't afraid of a big moment, who know their role and step in. <laughs> he he's not afraid to shoot, though. You, you you do have to give him that. He I think there's something to be said for playing with Steph Curry every single day, right? If you're playing against Steph and Clay and having going at him against practice and chasing him around, like you're learning the same movements. And I think he can step into that uh, better than most people can um, who would have maybe the same skill set as, as Cook has. Um, I think Draymond called him the, uh, the Patty Mills of, of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to give a little shout out there to another <laughs> Spurs player. Uh, I, do th- I do think we've got a, we've got a um, Quinn Cook on our team, though. I, I think we gotta, if we're, we're going to move into looking ahead to game three and four, I think Norman Powell has to definitely be considered. Uh, he was, he was, he's our highest plus minus in terms of raw plus minus so um he's an energy guy he had a lot of energy moments in in game one and two in game two didn't play much in game one patrick mccaw's out there stealing his minutes but uh i think norman powell can be that guy he plays with a lot of swagger he's he's uh he's been he went to ucla he's been in big situations before so um i definitely think i mean come on Norman Powell, B. Quinn Cook, you know, hit us, get us nine points in the second quarter. I, I, I think you're right. I think Norman Powell will definitely see more minutes. He's, he's a bigger, bigger frame as well. He can, he can maybe switch. And I'm, I'm curious if, if the Raptors will start switching a little bit, a little bit more than they have been. Um, and, uh, you know, Norman Powell, will, I think, be very good for that. So one of the things we were talking about in our finals preview, well, at least that I was, was Danny Green needed to get going and mm. win us a game. Mm-hmm. He hasn't won us a game yet, but at least he's gotten a in the little game. bit more going. I worry he's kind of like Gasol, though, and he doesn't have a lot of off-the-dribble threat, so they're just going to chase him off three, um, and there's not much that he can do. With Freddie playing so well on Curry defensively, I wonder if Green's minutes get, uh, get, get diminished here. Yeah, he- uh, you know, they definitely might. I, even though he is shot, you know, game one, he hit some shots. And again, down, it comes down to the wire. And all game long, you're like, where's Danny? Where's Danny? And then he does. He, he will still take that shot. So you want, one, people who are willing to take the shot. And two, people who have uh, a good uh, chance of making it. And he's got that experience where I think uh, he's comfortable doing it. Um, so, it, but his defense, right? You, you need someone who can play defense. Um, and I, you know, obviously Kawhi is going to be out there. Um, we were talking about Draymond Green and, Green and how much he uh, talks on defense. It's the same with Danny Green and Siakam and Kawhi Leonard. And, and Kawhi and Danny's comfort level together, uh, their ability to do this, you know, facing the Warriors all those previous years, I think that matters a lot. And I think it's a good reason why the Raptors are still in the series and have a really good chance to win game three. So looking ahead here, 
We are on at 9 a.m. Uh, local time tomorrow morning. Game three in Oracle. But a lot of unknowns for the Warriors. Uh, Durant is out. Mm-hmm. Looney is out. And Clay has a bad hamstring. Questionable. A- questionable. Mm-hmm. Scotty, uh, Coach, Coach Scotty with the official uh, report. Um, do injuries matter to this team? When does it start piling up? Is this the mm. end of a dynasty? I uh, I think that the uh, the war- uh, yeah definitely the injuries matter. Um, and and when you think about you know Clay being hurt, Clay's gonna play. Um, I think Curse after the game, you know he could be half dead. He could have lost a leg or something like that, and he's still gonna say, "I'm fine, coach. I'm gonna be in." And and you love that. He is an ultimate warrior. Uh, so he'll be out there. And honestly, I think the mentality of the defense, it's hard to adjust to, is that guy injured or not? You're so used to rushing out to him that he still creates space. And so definitely you want him on the court. It's uh, those back cuts too that, that mm. maybe you think a little bit more about with a bad hamstring, right? Mm-hmm. His, his mm-hmm. back cuts are just, they're incredible to watch and how he moves without the basketball. And that could be an advantage for the Raptors. But again, like you said, you don't know. You don't know if it's going to affect how they rotate defensively, right. get out to three. Uh, yeah, and they're not going to have the same ability to, to guard Kawhi, who I think we agree is also injured. But, uh, you know, you still he's, – he's showed, whether he's injured or not, he's a force. And he's stronger than he, than he looks. He's bigger than he looks. And if you put clay on him, which they've tried to do, and it's been moderately effective – Kawhi's still going to bully him, right? He's still going to push him down there, going to get in there, and he's going to draw a foul, and he might also get an and one. Uh, so I think, you know, that's one of his greatest strengths so far in the playoffs is he's going to line 10, 12, what was it, 16 for 16 last game uh, from the free throw line. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, that's going to be key coming into Oracle where they have maybe not as good fans as, as you do up north, right? Um, they've, but, been, they've been spoiled for five years here. <laughs> But they, in 2015, they, they were pretty good fans. They were pretty good. good. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. But it, it's going to be loud. And when Steph hits a three and the place is going crazy, Kawhi's going to come down, bully into somebody, and draw a foul, and then, you know, take two and a half minutes to shoot his free throws. And it's going to be like a timeout. <laughs> yeah. I do think, I mean, Marcus All has played in big games before. We were having this chat at the Hawker the other night, and I heard a, another couple of guys talking about it today, like the Mark versus Powell thing. Mark, Mark's got a good resume. Um, Danny Green's been there. Kawhi's been here before. I, th- I think they are. They have enough pieces in there that um, have the experience, but also enough pieces that are like, I'm young. I don't really care. Mm. Like the Siakams of the world. Like I'm just going to go play my game that aren't going to get rattled by that. So I, it's hard to say what's going to happen. Yeah. Like it is genuinely must watch TV uh, about what's going to happen in these these next couple games. I'm super excited as well. I, uh, game three is one of those. Excellent games where, you know, you're always looking forward to it. It has that potential, and especially when it's split 1-1. And so much feels like it's uh, relying on this game. I was going to ask you, do you think for the Raptors to win, do you think that Kawhi has to go for 45? And is that more likely than, say, Kyle Lowry and Marcus Gasol combining for 40-plus? Like, which do you think is getting? Is that necessary for the Raptors to win? I mean, I think Kawhi does what he does, and if he's low 30s, we've got a chance, and then it really matters on what Siakam, Lowry, and Gasol do. And Ibaka, too. We haven't talked about Ibaka at all here. Mm-hmm. Ibaka was not playing well, but then you put in Gasol, who's not playing well, and, um, and, and there was that mystery to it, too. So when all of your role players or you're not your best player aren't playing as well, 
what do you do? You, you ride your top guy. One of them has to step up, though. I mean, come on. Siakam, Lowry, Gasol, Ibaka all had worse games than they did in game one. Somebody is going to play better tomorrow. One of those four is going to play better. Um, Kawhi's going to get some help. He's going to need some help. Van Fleet's been playing unbelievable. I think he doesn't really care. Sometimes when you're a new father, you're just like, I will take things as they come. I'm dealing with all that. We've all been there, right? So true. We've all been there. Like nothing can get me. I've got this little creature at home that I have no idea what to do with. So for him, he, I mean, he's playing without a care in the world and it's showing on the stat sheet every night. Um, I don't know if Co- I don't think Kawhi has to go for 45. I think the Warriors are 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 injured and searching for answers themselves. I think, like I said on our preview pod, that there's more uh, dissension on that team than than we think than we know that there is. But um, I guess that's why they play the game so we can all see what happens. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I I was thinking about what might be some keys for the Warriors. Uh, going into game three and game four playing at home and maybe what did they adjust from game one to two and you know there was there was all these different breakdowns I saw online where they are just not running back on defense right and yeah are they a little bit old are they a little bit lackadaisical maybe was it the time off uh, nine days off or whatever it was I I think that yeah I think all that mattered uh, when you look at their transition defense in game one, it was horrible. Um, There's a huge change by game two where uh, they were, I think it was from Cleaning the Glass uh, uh, website where they were talking about their half-court defense. And uh, in game one, it was 109 points uh, per 100 possessions. In game two, it had dropped around 77 points. Uh, so I think part of that's getting back. Almost um, Kerr finding his lineup too, right? Like, didn't he play 11 guys in game mm, one? And then yeah. he went down to eight or nine. A couple of guys were like, oh, you didn't make the cut for game two. And, mm. But Jordan, they could be back Jordan in game Bell. three. <laughs> yeah, Jordan yeah. Bell. Yeah, but that's what he's looking for, right? He's looking for that defense. He knows yeah. he's going to get his offense from his studs and mm-hmm. who's going to come out and give us nine or ten minutes on defense here. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good shout-out to Steve Kerr. And, and I also think Nick Nurse is that – uh, if you appreciate that this is going to be a uh, five, six, seven game series, then you have to try things and you have to try them early and get some data from that and say, all right, what's going to happen? And Nick Nurse has been trying that. And, uh, and I, you know, Steve Kerr, you know, going against everyone's uh, consensus and saying, yeah, I'm coming back with Boogie. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to do that. Yeah, you know what? Bogut, Bogut's going to come on the court and he's going to give us positive minutes. It's just shocking, right? And, and that, good on him. That double team comes, traps Curry up top, and everyone's like, oh, here comes a Bogut weak side dunk from the, Curry, uh, from the Draymond Green lob. Like that play <laughs> is just textbook. And the Raptors are always one defensive rotation slow. And the Warriors aren't one defensive rotation slower have not been in this playoffs yet mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and it's those it's those role guys it's the quinn cooks and bogats and and people that are stepping up and helping them out well, you're supposed to be telling us how the raptors are gonna sorry play. i know well <laughs> hey the raptors have been the better team here i mean overall we are uh scotty mack with the call that i'm supposed to be the raptors fan here I'm talking myself into the warriors yeah well you're right too right and this is something we talked about earlier where um the raptors have a lot of positive look at right they they uh uh, uh, could have been maybe up by more, but then they get down and then they still fight back. And it just reminds me of they're still figuring it out and they do adjust on the fly and they do get better from game to game. And that was super clear um, and uh, in the playoffs against the Bucks, right? They got so much better. And uh, and I absolutely think that they will, right? Uh, so I, I also wonder about those second chance points, right? In game one, the Warriors 
got so many second chance points. Uh, game two, I don't think they had any. I think it was zero. So we went from like 20 to zero, and the Raptors were getting them. And I wonder, is that a function of uh, the lineup changes that Kerr did, and you got bigger guys in the lineup, or is that just unrelated, or was it about the transition defense? Looney hurts you there too, right? Learning, I, I think you're Learning right. Yeah. hurts you there too. Gasol and Ibaka, they did all right often on the offensive rebound. And there was that one time Kawhi just went in and got three offensive rebounds in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he's the difference maker, right? Because um, a guard or a, a small forward or somebody's guarding him and he can just kind of bully his way in there when he wants to, to get those offensive rebounds. So um, definitely, definitely a key for the Raptors going forward and something I think they have the advantage advantage over. Um, that is what Looney's good at. He's cleaning up the glass. So with him out, I do think the Raptors have a bit of an advantage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, was, thoughts on tomorrow's game? What's going to happen, Coach Fitz? All right, so I tomorrow's think tomorrow's game only. Then we'll right, talk. Just, then we'll talk series. All right, so game three, I think um, I, I still would have to choose the Warriors in game three, and I think it's a similar to game one in Toronto, where you're finally back home, you're feeling good, um, but it, you know, there's no way it's going to be easy. Um, and I, I do think the the Raptors are going to come with some changes. You know, uh, ha, you know. How often can they employ, you know, those boxing ones and, and those other types of defenses when, you know, it's a long game, right? And if it's a tight game, uh, maybe it goes overtime. And if you're looking at that long game, uh, you are going to have to play. Kerr's going to have to play a lot of players, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to have to manage those minutes for Steph and Draymond. And when you do that, who's going to be on the court? It used to be used to be Clay on the court in that second unit. What's going to happen now? So I, I do think the Warriors squeak it out. But uh, but I'm not I'm not certain that the Raptors can't steal this one back. What do you think? I think the Raptors. I think we see a similarity to Game One. I think this is going to be a back and forth series. I think Siakam's going to be on early. Lowry will be on early. Gasol and Ibaka will step up a bit as well. And I think I think the Raptors kind of take it by ten to twelve the whole time. The Warriors are dealing with some injuries. They got lineups. They don't know how they work all the time, especially in the NBA Finals. The focus is. 98% on Steph Curry shutting him down and the other two maybe on uh, on Draymond and I, I think like you said Kawhi just takes 12 seconds to shoot free throws and quiets the crowd down and, and, and he has one of his games and everyone else steps up uh, this is a good mix of playoff veterans who love playing in places like Oracle on the road mm-hmm. in the NBA mm-hmm. finals and, and guys like Siakam who are just you know, happy to be there, and they and they don't really, yeah, they don't really give a damn. So uh, I do think the Raptors. We see a repeat of Game One. I mean, Game Two was almost a repeat of Game One until the start of the third quarter. Would you be surprised if the Raptors win this game by fifteen or twenty? Well, that was going to be my prediction, but I didn't want to go too uh, <laughs> too, too aggressive, too there. crazy out there, and say well, the maybe Raptors, we should get, get Scotty on. You guys get going run for that. away yeah. with it. But I do think they win. I think they win comfortably. They're the better team in this series, and the Warriors are dealing with a lot of. Uh, adversity that they have never had in the finals before. And mm. I think that that matters in the words of uh, producer Scott, that matters. <laughs> so you yeah. predicted uh four, one warriors mm-hmm. uh, uh, a week ago or so here. Are you sticking with that? That would require uh, the warriors to win out and take the title uh, in, in Toronto. Uh, so obviously the warriors would have to win game three and four uh, and, the way it's looking with injuries, uh, that's going to look really tough. I think it all depends on Clay. Um, when you look at uh, w- when I when I look at what happens for 
um, in the, in that Portland series, and you've got you've got Draymond and Clay and Steph, and even though they're down by ten or twelve, it really didn't matter. It didn't seem like it mattered to them, uh, and they could collectively go for those runs. Uh, this will be interesting to see if Steph and Draymond can do that, and how healthy is Clay? Um, you know, you know, it's fun to talk about Boogie, and it's and and we all want to know when is Durant coming back, but I I don't think you can rely on those things. And now, now it's going to be really tough, right? And I think if the Warriors win, it's actually in their, uh, um, it's in their benefit to wait longer. Not wait longer, but if the series goes longer. Uh, and so it's really looking like six uh, for the Warriors to try and win. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my original, uh, original pick as well, just to continue looking smart. Um, I'll go Raptors, like Raptors yeah, like in six. It. I do agree. The longer the series goes at this moment with Durant and Thompson, um, I think it does. The Warriors do have a better chance, but uh, I do think the, the uh, Raptors get a split in Oracle. I think they win game three. Uh, the Warriors come out, come out bully balling in game four. Raptors win back in game five. And then, uh, like I said a week ago, Toronto shocks the world, wins the title in six in Oracle. And uh, producer Scott and I are watching with uh, with Hugh and in Comox, BC, on June thirteenth. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, very good. And Nick Nurse goes down in Canadian Hall of Fame history. Yeah, we just basically Coach tell him, coaches the national team, wins FIBA, and then just quits. And and he's a legend. He's I he's can't up there wait with, for the Disney movie. He's up there with Gretzky. It should be good. All right, we're gonna turn it back over to Scotty Mack here for uh, for a quick close, and uh, he'll send us out. Okay, so big uh, big thanks to uh, Raptors superfan Owen Laborde and our Golden State Warriors consultant, the Kawhi Leonard hater himself, uh, the biggest hater of number two himself, Shane Fitz. Uh, they killed it, giving us a preview for game three and four. Uh, again, we will continue with this NBA Finals, uh, this, these podcasts. We'll have, uh, I think me and Chuck will be here for five and six, and maybe we'll get all of us together to try and do something for uh game seven which i have the raptors winning in game seven seven games in the nba finals uh if you want to follow us shoot around 65 at instagram you can do that go in there give us a comment give us some love give us some hate whatever you feel after the nba finals are over we are going to start moving on to the fiba worlds and then uh the abl again when it kicks back in in november and december hopefully we're going to get some of our local coaches and players within singapore as far as the singapore slingers and the national team in here for some interviews we'd love to hear from them so if we reach out to you please jump on we're keen to hear you here and in the words of uh, chuck schreiner Fans are here. Players are here. The referees are here. Let's do it.